Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Is it the first time this season, Tom? Nah, I think I've done a couple. All right. We haven't done many more than that, so you're probably a fairly high percentage of the shows we've done on Sunday, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, Matt's here as well. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. And Colin rounds up the group. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, may I pick you up on a point, Ross? Go on. Um, you didn't address Adam correctly. You didn't. Didn't I? Nice. No, what am I supposed no, to? No, you, you, you didn't. I'm afraid. Um, I'll, I'll hand over to. Uh, well, I, I, I'd like to think I can call him Adam, but he may not let me call him Adam. Well, it should really be Lord Adam. Right. Because I am a lord now. Are you, I'm, I'm, I'm missing something here. Have you brought us a land in Scotland or something? <laughs> that, not, Sco- right? not Scotland, Tom. Where is it, Colin? The moon. England, man. Ooh. Better um, in England. It's um, Cumbria, isn't it? I, I thought it was in Yorkshire. I thought that was the point you did it. <laughs> no, I don't think it's uh, Yorkshire. I think it's um, in Cumbria, which isn't... Basically Yorkshire. You're the lord of an area you don't know where it is. Hold on, I'll get the docu- documentation. I'll be right back. <laughs> yep. It's basically Scotland anyway, isn't it? So <laughs> a quick wiki. So, so basically... Um, from now on, um, a little bit like Alan Sugar, um, we should now call Adam Lord Adam. Lord Scott Allen. Or Lord Scott Allen. Of Cumbria. I don't know. It's whatever. Well, if we don't, if we don't say what he approves of, then you know we're, we're sent to the tower, aren't we? <laughs> well, Cumbria is in the Lake District, isn't it? I think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Which is basically Yorkshire. Ah, uh, Colin's right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> resign. <laughs> Can you resign? From a lord. That's life, life, isn't it, Pip? Yeah. Oh. Unless you want to give it down to your son, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Uh, they're very clear in the documentation that it's not a peerage. Oh, oh. really? <laughs> Where is it exactly? So the only way to get rid of it is to snuff yourself, so... <laughs> is it sponsored by the Metro? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's uh, a lovely gift from from Colin. So this was your wedding present then from Colin, was it? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, my, my thinking behind it, I mean, and by the way, it's a legitimate title, okay? So you can update your driving license, your passport, <laughs> your medical records to say that you are a lord. Most importantly, um, your social media profiles, Adam. <laughs> well, well, yes. Um, and and also, I thought, as a wedding present, you know, what do, what do you give a guy? Do you know what I mean? And I thought... Well, you know, they're, they're still in the honeymoon period, you know what I mean? Everything's lovely and fluffy and nice. <laughs> but then I thought, hmm, well, what, you know, like all marriages, things get tricky at times. I just thought I'd give Adam the opportunity to just be able to say... To literally well, lord it over. Yeah, so I, I hear what you're saying. However, yeah. I am Lord Scott Allen. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. So when they say we've got to keep it together for the kids, do you mean your actual kids or the kids of the area you're lord of? <laughs> Why not both? All of your well. subjects. Why not both? All inclusive, Adam is. Yeah. <laughs> wow, fair enough. Anyone else got any thoughts? I didn't realise it, it was such a multifunctional present. Uh, I was happy with it as it was, but Co- Colin showed me a whole new level to it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, the thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm like thinking, you know, she'll be saying something like, you're so scruffy. Why, why haven't you cleaned this up and that? And you basically say, I'm Lord Scott Allen. Now make me a sandwich. <laughs> Ross has met Andrew. How do you reckon that would go? I was going to say you've never met Andrew. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't, no. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best thing to say to her. She's lovely, but yeah. No, um, she, likes, she likes a march, doesn't she, Adam? She loves a march. <laughs> Can I suggest that. something? Go on then. Then we start talking about the football, Let's which is what that. we're here to do. Yeah. Such a novel idea. Brighton nil, Chelsea four. Brighton got a spanking. Uh, Hazard scored two. William got one. It was it was two after six minutes, and Moses finished it off uh, in the ninetieth minute. Uh, William, who's seemingly on his way out um, of Chelsea, that'd be a mistake, wouldn't it? I think just he's a as really he finds good form. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't? You- why wouldn't he be when you've got Ross Barkley? Well, yeah, exactly. You've got to find a way for your new, your shiny new signing to get into the team. So. And they've got to free up the wages for when Peter Crouch turns up. Clearly, they've been linked to Ashley Barnes today. I don't. That's the that's the latest one. It'll be it'll be Sam Vokes tomorrow. That's just a different one every day. <laughs> Peter Crouch, Andy Carroll, Ashley Barnes, and Christian Benteke. What the fuck is going on at Chelsea? Hang on, Benteke. Um, that's Jan a common next. Who? Who's on? Jan Collar. <laughs> <laughs> I think of those just height. Who's who's that guy who played for um that really tall guy who played for Birmingham? Ziggich. Oh, Stefan Meyerhofer. Yeah, well that's true. He was a big lad as well. That Troy fellow is pretty huge. I don't understand. Oh Lasana Triore. Yes, that's no, the one. That's it. How far do you reckon Chelsea are, are away from accidentally signing someone they've sent out on loan? <laughs> <laughs> The, the way they're apparently scouting strikers, I'm sure they've got a tall guy somewhere that they've they've forgot about. Yeah. Oh, the second you hear the news that they're interested in signing Tammy Abraham, that's when you start getting worried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. Obviously, this sends out a very clear message of how they want to finish this season in one particular style of play. Because if you're going to sign without, Andy Carroll, without Pashway. Well, yeah, exactly. If you're going to sign Andy Carroll, then you're not looking to play fancy, neat football, are you? You're looking for one thing and one thing in particular. They're not going to. They're not going to sign Andy Carroll and start him, though, are they? The thing is, this whole thing is purely a plan B. 
it's literally if you're not winning in the last ten minutes, chuck him up front. He like, made a career. Then what's going really? Yeah. It's 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 a thing, not that. Chelsea aren't spending. Obviously, Manchester United are. City will throw the hat into the ring. So are Liverpool. Is it not more important that Chelsea are basically just going around the dregs? Do you know, well, do you know what I mean? They're apparently interested in Ed and Dzeko and they've refuted that the, they're refusing to pay the 65 million euros that Roma want. They want that much money plus a player. I think they want. I can't remember who it is now, but they wanted someone plus a player for Dzeko. But. He's a level above all these other players they've been linked with, and you've got to kind of you've got to pay for that, haven't you? But still, how, is, all how, these... how is Bad Schwey thinking about all this? Mm, I know. He's, he's been banging on in so on Twitter for the past year and a half, saying, "No, give me a chance." And whenever he scores a goal, he calls out Batman or the King or whatever. <laughs> How's he feeling, knowing that they're scouting around for someone, and he's just sitting there? Yeah. The thing is, all these players are linked to it, but they're all going to be short-term solutions like someone like Andy Carroll or Jekko they're not going to be there for a while they're getting on a bit mm. why do they need a short term solution when the league's already gone this season it does seem odd yeah looking to build for the future and push on next season I would say Tom the answer to that is because Antonio Conte is going to leave at the end of the season and they don't want to allow him the purse strings to spend big money they'll, they'll give it to the next manager at the start of next season yeah, that's fair. I suppose, that's yeah. not a bad theory there. Yeah. Well, the win does move Chelsea up to third. I mean, they're not doing badly this season. Um, obviously, no one's going to catch City, but they're, they're three points behind Man United, and that's without... Brighton are, Brighton are really starting to struggle, aren't they? Yeah, they've won for seven games now, I think. I don't think... I w- did watch it. I, I'm Somehow, I managed to miss all four goals <laughs> watching 85 minutes of the game. <laughs> but, Impressive work. Yeah, so every time I went to the toilet, they scored. <laughs> Considering they lost 4-0 I don't think they were that bad No. And when you're losing 4-0 When you're actually putting a fairly Fairly okay performance against a big team That's that's a real issue mm. Yeah there's a, a, a Concentration possibly two goals early And a late goal as well It's a... Should have had a penalty as well I think I think yeah. they were both very soft If they'd been given I, I, think no, he... I disagree I think I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I think at least one, at least the first one was definitely. The second a one is this, for me. The second one is definitely not a penalty. That's just two people running into each other. <laughs> but the first one, I'm not sure if he's looked for it. I mean, you've seen him give him, but it doesn't mean it should be a penalty. I, I think I think we'd be really soft. They could have asked VAR. Chelsea love VAR, don't they? At the minute, they've had a great week. <laughs> I, think, I don't know why he hasn't asked his linesman. It's right in front of him. Both of the decisions right in front of him. He hasn't asked the linesman for either, has he? It's odd. Yeah. That's odd. But the first one, you can understand why the referee himself hasn't given it because he doesn't have a very good view of that. Yeah. Just on Brighton as well, I think you can um, copy and paste what's happening to Brighton with all the promoted teams. Huddersfield, Town, and Newcastle United. And I can't remember if I put this in the chat or I didn't, but it's about this time that they get found out. Yeah, they currently occupy 14, 15, and 16th in the league and separate by one point. Well, they don't yeah. score enough goals, do they? That's the problem. Hmm. That's the old Burnley problem, wasn't it? You well, know, yeah. they're okay, but they didn't score. Well, they, Bur- they Burnley, are, 
resolute in defence though. Brighton can't defend set pieces at all. Brighton has scored 17 goals in 24 games this year. Yeah, I was I was referring to like the old Brighton, you know, if if the, if the sorry, the old Burnley, if they didn't win 1-0, yeah. they were going to get beat. Do you know what I mean? Um and I I just think maybe the chickens are coming home to roost. Do you know what I mean? Huddersfield, Newcastle, Brighton I think everybody thought they're all right, the flat but they're flattered to deceive and now now everything's getting stretched. Well, and, you know, the teams at the bottom, the more established teams in the Premier League, are all starting to improve. The Stoke and the West Ham and the Palace are all starting to improve slightly, which is... Well, they've all changed the manager. Exactly. Yeah, Stoke got their new manager bounce. Paul Lambert on his debut. 2-0 win over Huddersfield. Joe Allen and Mamma Boumadouf. 2-0. That's, that's a game they wouldn't have won under Mark Hughes, I think. They, they looked a little bit revitalised. It's an odd... I think it's an odd choice for manager, personally, but... Oh, yeah. He's never really done anything at this level before and as a manager and um, but it, it, they've got talent that Stoke squad just, That's, just... I think it, it's, it seems to be the manager was a problem because that Stoke squad if you look at that Stoke squad that shouldn't be in the relegation zone no not at all if any any manager could be able to come in and do something with that it's you almost like Butler and Shawcross and Zuma three of your back, three of your back five Shakiri, Chupo Moting they're all good attacking players as well mm. Yeah, Juve scored 22 Premier League goals with Stoke in a, what two years? That's not bad either. <coughs> I slightly disagree though that he's a strange choice. I think that that um, did we even mention him last so, week though when we talked about the Stoke? I think job? you did mention him. Yeah. Yeah, and then I made more jokes about Alan Kerbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to move at the moment. <laughs> um, I do think that you people overlook some of his achievements, and I think that. Any manager who can get not only get Norwich promoted two times on the bounce, but then in that third season keep them in the Premier League has got something about them. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. And and also, how long did we hate that Aston Villa team until they didn't go down? <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it, they took, sort of... it took Tom Sher- t- Tim Sherwood to take them down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm totally I, thankful for that. Yeah, I think a lot of the talk with Paul Lambert is because you know everyone remembers what his last job was. Because that's because it's similar with David Moyes. That when David Moyes went to West Ham, the last thing that was on everybody's mind was Sunderland, mm. and before that, it was um, what he'd done at Real Sociedad, and before that, it was everything taking away everything he'd done at Everton, which was a stellar job. But everyone just remembers what was the last thing he did. Yeah. Whereas now you look at what Moyes has done at West Ham. All right, he's not pulling up any trees, but it seems to be. The, the right appointment at this time. Yeah, they're mid-table and they're fairly yeah. comfortable <coughs> in that position. Um, yeah, they they, uh, they drew one on with Bournemouth yesterday. We don't particularly need to talk about that game. Uh, let's talk about Leicester and Watford because Watford have had a, a fun weekend. They lost to Leicester, obviously, 2-0. Uh, Jamie Vardy with a penalty and Mares with the other goal. And then today, Watford sacked their manager. Um, kind of out of nowhere. So he's, Marco Silva's gone from being this hot name in football to being sacked and it seems Watford are implying that an approach from Everton Wait, not, oh, well, not naming well, Everton they but, didn't name Everton no they didn't particularly name Everton but an approach from a Premier League rival shall we say um, which is laughable we're not their rivals I mean you're ninth and 10th together but yeah apart from Wait, that <laughs> no you only got one rival um, yeah they seem to be saying that that's kind of turned his head I suppose or 
their poor runners kind of coincided with that. It seems a bit, I, of, a cop a bit of a cop out, really, a bit of a scapegoat. Yeah. I think that you could. I think you could have a situation where his head probably was turned, and I think that that is him. the. I think that if you're a Watford manager, you can't blame him because look at the situation um, Watford managers regularly find themselves in. Yeah. Like, you don't have job security there. No, not at all. <laughs> and you're never going to have it. So why wouldn't you, when a, when a bigger job comes along, why wouldn't you look at the opportunity, no matter how little time you've been there? Yeah. Now, when Watford, the Watford board rightfully dig their heels in and say, no, you've been here 12 games or whatever it is, you're, you're staying and, and you've got a contract, then you can't argue with that, but you can understand why players might then turn around and think, well, yeah, it's a, a very quick way to lose a dressing room. Yes, it is, yeah. I mean, Garcia would have, no, not Garcia, Silver would have bought some players in this summer that he wanted for his for his style of play. Now they're already possibly surplus to requirements under the new manager. It's, it's a very odd way of doing things. The, the new guy they bought in, Javi Gracia, um, was last seen at Ruben Kazan, uh, in June, when he was fired, it's hardly. Well, I, I obviously clearly don't know anything about the guy, but it wouldn't seem to be much of an upgrade for me. I think the. Um, Trying not to think, be Paul Wilson about this. Yeah, <laughs> I think the situation you do have, at least, is that um, you're saying about Watford players there is that I I'm not sure that Watford Watford bringing players purely on the basis of what <laughs> the current manager says. Yeah. So. I think that they do have a model and a vision and so they don't have this churn of manager and players needing to go hand in hand and having to clear house every time. And that that's why managers don't have this excuse of, oh, I need three years to build my, for my project. And Yeah. You take the Watford job, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Definitely. Um... I, I, I just say that I, I think that uh, Marco Silva's only got himself to blame. I think Everton approached him and perhaps rightly, he was well up for it. Rumours are that he said some of the players, you know, and if you think of some of the players have got like Richarlison, he said, right, I'm gonna, I'm off to Everton, guys, and I'm going to take you with me. And then it doesn't happen because Watford basically say no. And so I think the whole camp is a little bit of a mess, really. And... I don't think it was a, an option of who's a better manager. I was just thinking case of it, it was a, a no-brainer. The guy's got to go. I think I said this at the. I think I said this at the time, not on the podcast, but in one of the chats. That shows a sort of disgusting amount of disloyalty from Marco Silva. That you know, when you no know, three months into his new job, and mm. already he's saying, "Right, I'm off to a bigger club." Surely, if you want to think of yourself as a good manager, you'd want to sort of build Watford into the club that you'd want that, to someone on Everton's level, or at least give yourself a season, not within three months. Because I think I said this because he'd gone from Olympiacos to Hull to Watford, and then it would have been to Everton in the space of about eighteen months. Yeah, four clubs. But, but again, like, as we said, this is Watford. They don't show that same loyalty back to the managers that they're hiring. Mm, jump before you pushed, and go to and you're going to a, and you will be going to a club that generally does show that loyalty, at no, least I, with the older ownership. Older ownership. So the whole time Ken writes there, you know, you're going to be aware that getting rid of a manager is going to be a big deal. Ever. Yeah, and here, here, here's a question I'd like to chuck in to Adam as well. 
is that I'm presuming Marcus Silva was their first choice. <laughs> By Sam. Yeah, he was their first choice. <laughs> um, you ended up with the second, well, you might, you might, <laughs> maybe that's flattery. We ended up uh, with a choice. <laughs> yeah, you ended up with Sam Allardyce. Um, I think Everton were probably maybe a little bit dishonest, maybe in what they did, but they were probably right to try and get him in. Mm. Um, do you wish they had maybe tried a little bit harder, Adam? Well, you you might find that things might get that strange things might be a foot because um, I would go as far as to say that Alan has already lost that crowd. Well, yeah, you some stats you put in our chat earlier. It's not impressive reading, is it? Everton's it's current not. form and. And the problem you, and the problem ever ever and have and always have had is that Goodison Park very quickly becomes a very toxic atmosphere. Yeah. As, as soon as you lose them, um, you guys, I'm sure you guys are all aware of how quickly grounds can change. And oh, yeah. And uh, Ellen Road and and, and Fratton Park, when a manager's lost their their uh, the um the crowd, it it becomes very difficult, and everything becomes counterproductive from that point. Yeah. I mean, I suppose Fulham's the the Example that doesn't really sort of fit the rule there, is it? I can't, I can't imagine anything getting toxic at Craven Cottage. Uh, trust me, trust me, it did. <laughs> well, the closest it'll get to toxic uh, at Craven Cottage is if they have some sort of Britney Spears statue. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm just going to ignore that and just move on. You can just hang up and go now because that is the podcast is not getting any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Everton hey, game. Lily Allen was a fan of Lily Allen's a fan of us. So at least we can get a Fulham fan we can put her statue up. <laughs> Stick it next to the Jacko one. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Everton game was marred by a horrific leg injury to James McCarthy. A, was it a double broken leg? Yeah. Oh. your yeah. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Rondon's reaction trying to get the ref's attention and the ref was just running away from him? Uh, he was quiet, wasn't he, on the pitch? He yeah. was quiet on the pitch. Rondon's, again, Rondon's shown himself again to be an absolute class professional, and you see that where it's shown um, the rehashes of that gif. Oh, the when guy he climbs catches, over him. When, when he, he catches, catches that defender upside yes. down and spins him around and puts him on his feet. Yeah. What a lovely bloke for a bustling, heavy-hitting centre-forward. Quite a nice man, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's just it was just one of those, those freak accidents where... Yeah. The exact bit of pressure at the exact exact point, and it's just uh, nasty. Yeah, and 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 really unfortunate for a guy who has um, just been coming back from from a difficult injury mm. injury time, as it were. Yeah, he's had a, a rough time of it since he moved to Everton, really. So yeah, it's a, a big shame. It's gonna be a long injury to recover from, I assume. Uh, you signed Theo Walker, Adam. Happy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a guy scores lots of goals, um, has a lot of pace, plays out wide, everything we needed. Does everyone forget? Uh, yeah, everyone seems to forget he scored 19 goals last season. And I just think he's a model pro and a nice guy, and you're not. He's the anti Kevin Morales. <laughs> Who left on loan last week? I'm assuming Lennon's going to be uh, off as well. Well, just maybe, I think Aaron Lennon likes sort of just carrying the water for Fear Walker. It's his old England team, mate, isn't it? He's done, exactly, he's done it all his career, basically. <laughs> That gives you some options out wide though. Walcott on one wing, Blassie on the other. And then you've got Sigerson to actually play in the middle. Who would have thought yeah, that would be a good as, idea? As we, did, as we did this week to no effect. <laughs> yeah, finish 1-1 one, one with West Brom. You've got How big is that Everton squad though? That's one of the biggest squads in the league, surely. Um, I think it's quite top-heavy. I, I don't think it is particularly that big, Sam. 
Where, where do you think? We can't, we can't pull together two decent central defenders, so it can't be that good. <laughs> just we have to play, we've got, a, we've got the worst right back in the league playing left back. It's a strange back four for a team that's got so, so many attacking talents. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's very odd. Yeah. Just, just one thing, guys. You mentioned about Walcott, maybe like you know, as a winger or whatever. Surely one of the reasons Walcott's made the jump is because, as maybe Sam Allardyce said, you're going to be my front man. No, I think Walcott's. I hope Walcott's put that behind him. Just spent a fortune on uh, Tosson, haven't they? Tosson. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's maybe sitting there thinking I'm never going to get a go through the middle, perhaps. But I don't think feel Walcott's going to sit there and see his uh, his day to day career at Everton as being the number nine. No, I can't he's wait. He's not going to get he's not going to get an above Umar in the ass anyway, is he? <laughs> what, is that forty seconds or something he scored? Legend off the bench, yeah. Him and Giroud both scored four goals off the bench. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how many. I, I feel like he scored a lot of not a lot, a good few. Um, like really important goals for Everton, and Ronald Koeman decided he wasn't even worth a locker in a squad number. Yeah, odd. After signing him, didn't he? Oh. Didn't he sign him in the summer before? Or the, the January? He tries really hard as well. I, 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 I think he might have been signed by. Um, I was it with Martinez the last one. In Martin in January the of Martinez's last season. Yeah. One last why is Koeman not getting linked with any jobs? Is he that toxic? Because he wouldn't give a squad number to Nia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a man has proved he can score goals in the top flight. I just can't wait for the Everton access of evil up front there with Walcott, Rooney, and uh, Lennon all playing. England England highlights flashing through my mind there, those three. Um, Arsenal beat Palace 4 1. I just, I just want to point out if we can um, convince uh, Rio Ferdinand <laughs> and I think it's Frank Lampard to come out of retirement, we can, recre- <laughs> we can recreate the. Um, the cover of 442 in 2006. Wow. <laughs> That'll be the day. If anyone's going to do it, Big Sam's going to be the man to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, Arsenal. Hey, you want... You've still got Darren Ferguson on your books. How hey, much never... would... Oh, imagine that. Darren Ferguson? You mean Duncan, hey, Duncan. Dunk, Sorry, Duncan Ferguson. Big Dunk. Don't you, does anyone else He could still do that? a job. I reckon he could still do a job. Just of all, of all the number nines, the Chelsea <laughs> job is punching to. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ch- Chelsea are going to make a bid. <laughs> Surely, I mean, they brought Drogba back for one last go. Surely, Duncan Ferguson can't be much worse. <laughs> He's probably in prison, though, isn't he? Some He's probably done something. <laughs> now that's Darren for threatening to shoot the referees. Yeah, it was an odd, oh, yeah, an odd week, didn't he? <laughs> um, Arsenal battered Palace four-one. The Sanchez saga is almost over. Is he officially a Man United player now? I, I read on Twitter today that the only reason he's not a Man United player is because um, they need to have both of their work permits changed for their new contracts. Is that him and uh, Mkhitaryan? Him and Mkhitaryan, yeah. Right. Is this Brexit kicking in? Because <laughs> they're think, foreigners. Is this I why? Think, I think they're getting it done just pre-Brexit. Yeah, getting it sorted just in case. FM, FM comes very hard once Brexit hits. Arsenal are getting the better deal though here, aren't they? I think they no. are uh, 29 years old, Sanchez. Mkhitaryan's around the same age. 28. But, yeah, 28. Younger. <laughs> Science. Technically, yeah. <laughs> getting some money as well. Plus Mkhitaryan. I don't think they are getting any money. No, no, it's straight swap. Is it a straight, straight swap? swap now, isn't it? Yeah. But still, Mkhitaryan's got years ahead of him and Sanchez is... Is he a bit toxic? Well, 
he's toxic when he wants out of a team that's exactly. yeah. I mean, just down tools twice like now, isn't he? just throw his toys out of crown if he doesn't get his own way about everything. I just toxic is very much the word of the day today, isn't it? It is. I do think that um, titled. I I think that the situation is as simple as this, is that Alexis Sanchez is probably one of the five best players in the Premier League. Yeah, really. Mkhitaryan is not. I'd agree with Adam on that. I'd agree. I wouldn't say top five, but I see where you're going at. Okay, I, if we, I wouldn't say uh, top five either. He, but... Like he's one of the he's one of the elite top group players in the Premier League. You're not getting past the top ten and not having a yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that. I just wouldn't say top five. I like I like the fit of Mkhitaryan in Arsenal though, in that midfield. That needs some sort of uh, just something. If you're having a play there's, on Nene, just stick fucking Mkhitaryan in there instead. There's nothing quite like spending all that money on stealing the head scout away from Dortmund and having his first signing being the guy who used to play attacking midfield for him. Yeah. And his, and signing being the guy who used to play centre forward for him. <laughs> All's missing is Shinji Kagawa, and then you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> the one... I, I've, got, I've got one concern about Alexis Sanchez going to Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about the player, it's about the manager. <laughs> uh, and the way Are you he saying sets... he can't play left back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that he, he, how do I put it politely, he plays not to lose. So yes. I think Alexis. Sanchez is like a, a free-running horse. You know, he wants to do things. Do you know what I mean? But I just fear that Josie will say, ah, sorry, mate, just just stay back a little bit. Just on that left wing, you'll help out. Yeah, we'll win one nil. It's I all think, right, mate. I think if you think back to, the, to Jose's first um, outing in England, his first, very first Chelsea team, he had a player in Iron Robin who was just different yeah. class. He did. He didn't have, he didn't have him doing all of that hard running, and also Sanchez is a player who plays with a huge, a huge sort of work rate. Like I don't think that getting him to cover blades of grass is an issue. No, he will do running. He'll do that all day. Uh, one last thing from the Arsenal game is Peter Cech's search for a 200 Premier League clean sheet goes on because he did late to Palace. The... Does anyone really care about that? For him, I'd like him really? to get 200 and then never get another one because that's a nice round number. I, I care, but that's because I've got Milivojevic in my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> Fair oh, uh, let's move on to Burnley. They lost to Man United 1 0. Martial coming off. Did he come off the bench? I think they actually start this game. Who knows? <laughs> he actually started up front. Um, it's impossible to tell, isn't it? Yeah. He's going to find his chances even more limited, though, with Sanchez coming in. Um, they got a, a, an embarrassment of riches there, I suppose. Martial, Lukaku, Rashford, and Sanchez. Now it's not a bad four to pick from, is it? For the, the... It means they can leave Lukaku on the bench and for the big games where he doesn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> did, you include your, did you include Ibrahimovic in that? Oh yeah, his left hand's still there, isn't he? He'll be gone. He'll be gone by the end of January. He'll go back to Malmo or somewhere in Sweden for the Fair last hurrah. Yeah. Some somewhere where he can win another league. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. Whoever's the, three, the top of the Swedish league. Whoever's top of the Chinese Super League, I'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other games from Saturday that we need covering? Oh, Man City. I didn't see this because it work. Aguero, hat-trick. Standard, Newcastle. Um, got battered. 22 goals for Aguero this season. He's not they slowing did. down, is he? I think the problem they have, Newcastle had here again, was just like their first appearance. Um, their first game against Man City was... They sort of held out for a little while. It didn't go too badly. Yeah. Um, but it is very much that situation where 
they don't have any gears to go into. So yes, you need to play from in front, and they weren't able to stay there because Man City are Man City. Newcastle's average touches in the first half were all <laughs> within their own half. You see, Man City's left back completed four passes less than the whole of the Newcastle team. <laughs> And he's like 20 on his debut. And he's not a left-back either, is he? I'm pretty sure he's an attacking midfielder. Yeah, he's in uh, that, that feels unlike, unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe that. There's only Fabian Delft playing there all season. <laughs> on, on Newcastle, guys, um, I, I think it was Shearer who made a good comment. I think it was on Match of the Day. Disagree. <laughs> when he said that um, Newcastle, I think, have something like nine players who were formerly championship players and only a couple who played in the Premier League before. Well, I believe, was... I believe Colin, Colin is worse than that. I, I wasn't it. I, I think they were in a situation where they, they had a squad together. I think ten of them were played for Newcastle in the, in the championship, and one of the and the other player played for Norwich in the championship. I think <laughs> they were all championship yeah. players. But I'll, here's I'll, the, here's I'll the, here's you the thing about yeah. that team that was in the championship. Go ask any Newcastle fan from last year and they will tell you that that was a premiership team playing in the championship yeah, with the likes of Shelby, Clark, Gale, they, Matt Ritchie. They will tell you that was a Premier League team playing in the championship. But now all of a sudden, despite no changes, <laughs> it's not good enough and they need investment. It's a championship team playing in the Premier League. Exactly. Apparently, losing Grant Hanley is the difference between a championship and a premiership side, is basically what they're saying. But well, hold on, that wasn't a championship team in the same, um, a Premier League team in the same way their first Premier League team when they went relegated was. Yeah, it, it wasn't, but go ask them. They will tell you that, that they were going to romp the championship because of their great team, but now all of a sudden it's not good enough. When you're, line, when, 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 you're making, when you're making signings after you've gone down buying buying um, Gale, you know you're preparing for life in the Championship. Yeah. I mean, Newcastle, to be fair to them, 19% possession, mustered six shots on target, uh, six shots on four on target. That's... Look, hey, Newcastle aren't a bad team, right? They're, they're, they're solid. You know, I think they're like a, a slightly milky, weaker version, like a semi-skimmed version of Burnley. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? And a little bit like Burnley, they're one of the reasons they are where they are is because of the manager. Um, but, I mean, I, I would like to ask you, Matthew, how your week has been, because I <laughs> think you um, put your hand in a hell of a lot of nettles um, in Newcastle, and you, you sort of... You weren't in support of Ashley, but you asked a question. Yeah, and, uh, but... I think you got... Um, is it, was, the, was the question what exactly has he done wrong? No, basically my notifications have to to what the blown up is the thing. Basically, You're the whole Tory. thing has gone. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing that's gone <laughs> on this week with the Newcastle takeover, and the Newcastle fans at the game yesterday saying, you know, get out of our club, you fat cockney bastard. I get out of our club. I think is what they were saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard hang, that. Yeah. Hang on. He's been in negotiations to sell the club. He is actively trying to sell the club. <laughs> he has said before he wants to sell the club. You can't then come and say, 
we want you out when he is actually trying to sell the club. And I say that and I will defend and I will back every single thing I said on Twitter because Newcastle fans are a bunch of fans that need to shut up and stop getting delusions above themselves. Because, and I said this, one of my best friends is a Newcastle fan. This is why I go on a rant here. I said, what are your realistic expectations for Newcastle? And what can you expect? And one of them, and one of the points was, why can't we run the, why can't we uh, do what Leicester did? And that is exactly what I said a couple of weeks ago. Every single club that is in the bottom half of the Premier League has had their aspirations destroyed by what Leicester did. Because they can go to their chairman, their managers, their players and say, look what they did. Why can't we do it? When everyone knows that was a fluke, what Leicester did. And the only way you can really get into the top four is with a shitload of money behind you. You cannot do it naturally. And that's what it's going to take. But for some reason, Newcastle fans seem to think that they belong in the top part of the table. When really, because they've been messed around all these years, by Mark Ashley, I'll admit he's not the greatest owner. I'll give them that. But because they've been messed around, they missed out on the chance to become one of the top six as it's been progressing. Do you know Newcastle's record signing is? It's Michael Owen, isn't it? £16 million. Pounds. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't even get you a substandard Premier League striker these days. Mike Ashley sells cheap T-shirts though, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 They're I, a very good value. I, I am wearing, <laughs> I am wearing. let's see, one, two, three items from Mike Ashley's excellent shop these days. And Newcastle fans... Boy, and, including that. <laughs> and Newcastle fans... Massive calculator. Newcastle fans boycotting Sports Direct, even though it's owned by their owner, and therefore the money will go from Sports Direct to the club. It's just bonkers. And Newcastle fans just need to get over themselves. Rant over. There you go. That's what we wanted today. Saints won, Tottenham won. Tom, tell me about um, Sanchez's day at the office. Well, after like the first half an hour, I was surprised he didn't get taken off. <laughs> he scored nine goals, didn't he? Score known guy. It was it's just everything he did just was wrong. <laughs> uh, every time he just tried to pass it, it was either after a throw in or he missed a tackle by about thirty seconds. <laughs> but he got better in the second half because well, probably the only person that did get better in the second half. It was rubbish, I thought. Yeah, it was. A, it was. Quite a it was I can't can't say it wasn't. It was end to end a bit, but the quality was absolutely terrible. You can see how much Tottenham missed Christian Eriksen. Well, Ryan Bertrand was man of the match. That kind of tells you everything you need to know. Well, and um, the TV gave it to Jan Vertonghen. No, right. Well, no, they, no, they didn't. The TV gave it to um, James Ward-Prowse. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Vertonghen was a contender. Um, I think that the conditions played their part. It looked absolutely appalling. That's a sort of fucking rainy in, in Hampshire for about three weeks, it feels like. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but, yeah, it was just... A, even even Delhi Alley looked just just looked like he really didn't want to be playing football today. Well, in, good, in good news I, for England, Delhi Alley's looked him. poor all season, hasn't he? <laughs> World Cup, yeah, of course. But he didn't even try to two foot someone today. <laughs> when he would have got trouble. away with it because he could have blamed it on the pitch. Oh, he could have blamed. He probably wouldn't have even given a foul. Kevin Friend was refereeing. It was a really strange <laughs> refereeing performance. Moussa um, Delhi had to commit six fouls. Until he got booked, and Sissoko 
did one, got booked straight away, and then someone did exactly the same as what Sissoko did, didn't get booked. It was so inconsistent. And that, that was pretty foul, wasn't it, when Tottenham were, break, were breaking, and it was literally about a minute after Sissoko yeah. booked for it. Yeah, it was a very poor performance from, from Kevin Friend. Um, and I think it was, like Tom said, the quality was very poor, but the game did end up being being end-to-end at the moment. That last sort of... Um, Sort of five minutes in injury time. The um, the young substitute they brought on, Michael Oberfemi, who I have no idea, doesn't even have. I can't find any information about him. It's squad number sixty one. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, really. <laughs> he missed. He missed a chance. And while I don't really believe in it, the XG for that must have been about one. <laughs> how how he missed it, you, I don't know. Then Buffal had an opportunity, which um, Kane um, should have scored as well. You'd have backed him to score that. Yeah, then they went, literally went up the other end and Kane snatches at a chance. Um, the game could have easily gone either way in those last last sort of um, five, ten minutes. And you could tell that either the the, um, the Southampton players were all singing off the same hymn sheet or they've been very heavily briefed by their PR team because they were very much talking about points that they'd... Um, points that they were picking up here that they weren't expecting and these were bonus points yeah. and... How they had their their sort of their blueprint for picking up the points they needed to get, um, but if I was a Southampton fan and I was watching that performance, I would be really worried about that the, the sort of the coaching because as Gary Neville picked up on it very early and then the, the point just became became clearer and clearer of that the simplest things they did not have control over they were so poor from set pieces and that's where they were made to, made to, made to um, to suffer from Harry Kane scoring almost immediately as it's pointed out. Mm. And those are things that just an organised team should be better than that. Yeah, if you're if you're fighting for your survival and you need to make as many chances from set pieces as you possibly can, if you can't all you, you need to be able to defend them. Well, yeah. And that's simple. That is simple. Yeah, I'm looking at the pitch now. Kane is completely unmarked, basically, in the middle of the goal. Next two games are massive for him as well because they're, they're third bottom and they've got uh, I think West Brom and Brighton next two games. So we're both both around them. Yeah, yeah, that is huge. We'll see how they get on. Um, let's talk about some transfers that have happened, and then we shall do a little bit of uh, gossip before we finish. Uh, this week, any transfers stand out for anyone? So Steele was the biggest one this week, was he? I would say so. I don't really know what else has happened. What was the fee? Was it twenty million around? I believe so as well, yeah. That's, that's not bad business, really. That's a good bit of business, I think. Um, there's not a great deal that happened. Marco Gruwich has left Liverpool to go to Cardiff on loan. That'll be an experience for him, playing under Neil Warnock, from Klopp to Warnock. Cause it's, because it, no matter how much money you're spending and how organised um, an organisation should be, why not wait until the last hours to try and get stuff done? Exactly. No one's really doing anything. Robin Van Persie's gone to, back to final from Fenerbahce. And Leon Gordzecka has gone from Schalke to Bayern. Oh uh, yeah, Gretzka was out of contract at, um, <clears throat> at the end of the season anyway, and there was lots of talk of he was being linked all around Europe with linked to Barcelona, I believe Liverpool were uh, after him, Manchester United were supposedly linked. So I like Schalke's Twitter throwing him under the bus. Yeah, he's asked for a transfer. He wants to go. We've tried our best to keep him. Well, are they, they, it was very quite similar to the um, Alexis Sanchez situation where. They were about to lose him for nothing anyway. Mm. Potentially, Tim Cahill. 
to Millwall. Back to Millwall, yeah. He's 38. James is over the moon at this. He's already offered him his brother's room. I thought he retired about three years ago. <laughs> Could still do a job in the Championship, probably. Where's he playing? Uh, he's been playing in, um, in, the in Australia, he? yeah. That yeah. doesn't count. Oh, Stephen, Nace- <laughs> Stephen Naismith's moved. He's, he's gone to Hearts. Mm. Lovely. Love a bit of Stephen Naismith. Leeds spent some money this week, Colin, on an injured player. Always a good move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did Arsene Wenger recommend it? <laughs> <laughs> he's got broken back. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half million pounds, apparently, on Adam Forshaw. Seems to be more about three million plus one and a half in... Uh, add-ons that we're never going to pay because we're never going to get promoted so three million pounds for a central midfielder that we don't particularly need what do you think uh well we might need them if we keep getting a player sent off every single game can he play center uh, back because we need to replace liam cooper immediately well what are we now four first team players down aren't we mm-hmm. um they're suspended that's great um <laughs> cooper's out for five games i think because his second run of the season yep uh, fantastic. Um, so between headbutt spitting and t- two footed challenges, you know, dirty uh, leads. Dirty. I think Christensen dirty. said after the game actually, at least this red card was for a, a, a challenge rather than spitting or headbutting. I like that. Is that a positive? Uh, I mean, I think I think that's more football related. Positive. Yeah, it's closer. It's more football related than spitting the score. Really in there. <laughs> it's like it's like saying that shot went for a goal kick instead of a throw-in. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Adam talked about Leeds and Millwall t- topping the, the discipline table last week. We just blown them out of the water this week. Have that, Millwall. You may have beaten us on the pitch, but we're top of that dis- <laughs> undisciplined <your> chart. <laughs> yeah. Another red card. It's quite an exciting game. Leeds went 2-0 down and a man down at half-time. Came back to be 3-2 up before Tom Elliott, former Leeds youth player, came off the bench to score. And then Jed Wallace... Finally got a goal after having one disallowed in the first half. Scored the winner with a deflected shot in the 92nd minute. Fun. Can I I say something on this, Ross? It is going to annoy Leeds United fans. Go on. I'm a Leeds United fan, obviously. That's what annoys them. (laughs) Well, yes, that does annoy them, yeah. But the amount of vitriol and abuse that Steve Morrison... It's received, whether it be on social media or whatever, from Leeds fans. I, I just don't get it, man. I oh, really you, don't. You hated Steve Morrison. Do you not remember I, I, the Steve no, Morrison no, era? No, no, I, I didn't mind Steve Morrison. I mean, I was one of the team that called him, and it was inverted commas, the shift. He tried hard, but... Can yeah. I just remind you who went the other way in the Steve Morrison deal? <laughs> Please don't. Exactly. Luciana. That's where Luciana. the vitriol comes from. <laughs> I, I know. But, you know, the, the guy in the game had coins thrown at him, pizza. Um, and a pizza, you know. A bit of pizza, yeah. Um, Always the pizza. It is. <laughs> hey, Leeds has got culture. We have pizza at football games. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're giving him grief. Because he's basically representing his team, okay? And all these players, all these fans are going, "Oh yeah, what a bastard!" You know, he never played that hard for Leeds and things like that. It's like, oh, just get a grip. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're the ones throwing coins at him. How do you expect him to respond? Yeah, I agree. Don't, you know, throw, don't throw stuff at him. You can boo him all you long because he was fucking shit. So. 
and it could well. He scored two goals yeah. in two seasons. Uh, yeah, but I I think that wasn't necessarily down to him. Mm. Ultimately, hundred percent down to him. Fair enough. It was a terrible team he was playing. Anyway, let's move on to Fulham. Matt destroyed Burton. He made a shot on target. Yeah, things seem to finally be working themselves out. About a week after I said this team, as it stands, is not good enough to get promoted, <laughs> we Seventh yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not been a good, it's not been a good week. But <laughs> I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let. Uh, a comfortable victory, a more than comfortable victory, over a team who's now bottom of the championship. Yeah, true. To paper over the fact that in the games to come, when we play the likes of Wolves, like Derby, like Cardiff, not Cardiff, I think we played them twice, um, there's still a few little tweaks that I think need to be done for us to be seriously up there. Fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah. Tom, you Have you still got Ross McCormack? No, but I would love Ross McCormack back. I love that guy. Is he at Villa now? No. He's in Australia. He is at Melbourne City. Oh, Australia. Oh, right. He's scoring goals, loads of goals. Yeah, I think it's like 13 goals in 16 games or something yeah, like that. He's loving He's it. been banging them in. Fly tipping everywhere he is. Um, <laughs> Tom, you didn't go to Rotherham. Greg did. And he's probably still recovering from the that emotional trauma. Um, Rotherham had 15 shots on goal, one on target, and that one inevitably went in. Yeah, <laughs> usual, usual story of getting to the last five minutes and just completely falling apart. Yeah. There's a reason why we've only drawn three league games this season. <laughs> All or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at my phone at work and I saw, I check, checked it and saw 85 minutes, nil-nil. Oh. Something's happening. I wonder who's going to score. It's going to be us or them. We've got to sort our away form if we get that. Yeah. If we're going to get any, anywhere near the playoffs at the end of the season. I mean, it's it's still possible that we could get in the playoffs. I mean, it's a long way to go. We're in ninth currently. We were six a few weeks ago. But losing in the 90th minute, it's the last two away games. Mm. I think against not very good teams either. That's the, that's the main problem. I mean, if you're not, we're not losing against the big teams away from home in the last minute. Not the Wiggins and the Blackburns. It's Rotherham and Bristol Rovers. Yeah, that's not the ones you want to be losing against, really. Yeah, you've you've played twenty eight, you've won thirteen, and lost twelve. Three draws. Yeah, we've lost the same. We've lost the same amount of the team that's second bottom. <laughs> my my fear is Tom is that you're doing exactly you know Portsmouth is doing exactly what Leeds are doing. So close, looking so great, and then reality kicks in towards the second half of the season, and we all drop down a little bit. Well, we've had a fair share of injuries as well, which doesn't help. I mean, we don't don't really score enough goals. I mean, I did say I remember saying last season that there's not a lot of difference between sort of the bottom half of League One and League Two. And there's a if you look underneath the top nine or ten in League One, yeah, you could just pick them out of a hat. All the rest of the teams they could be anywhere. I mean, a lot. I think a few of the teams we played this season have been worse than the teams we played in League Two. That's fair. Yeah, like I say, there's not much difference. I mean, um, and then you look at the top, the top six, top five or six in League One. They're much better. Yeah, they're arguably championship clubs, aren't they? Let's do some gossip. Tell me if these are true or false. 
Tottenham striker Harry Kane will be a target for Real Madrid in the summer and that the Spanish club are prepared to pay £200 million for the England striker. Bullshit. <laughs> False. Well, that could all be true, but there's not gonna, they're not going to sell him, are they? No. <laughs> well, it could be a, anyone could be a Real Madrid target. It doesn't mean they're going to sign him. That's in the Sunday Times. Um, Arsenal have made a £44 million bid no. for Aubameyang. £44 million bid for True. 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 But we'll have to raise the off to 53 to convince the German clubs to do business. Just pay 53. Yeah. Is this for? Aubameyang. Aubameyang. Don't no, they're going to offer million. 44 million and one pence. Yeah, probably. That'll be the next offer. <laughs> Don't haggle over 9 million pounds for Aubameyang. Just fucking pay what they want. That's weird. Um, Chelsea have made an approach to about signing Leicester's Algerian striker, Slomani. Is he a big guy? There's another one. trying to sign him. I can't wait to see what this Chelsea team looks like on February the first. I mean, remember the remember the comments that Jose Mourinho said the other week about Conte dementia. Yeah. Are we sure? Are we sure that Jose just doesn't know something we don't? He might be onto something. Valencia are trying to sign Juan Mata from Man United. He could definitely be moving on. He's Position is going to be surely gone in that team, isn't it? Sanchez is going to play there. He could play around the same place and, and on the pitch. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, true. In the summer, I reckon, not yeah. January. That's a logical one. So that just could be a complete guess from the report, couldn't it? Yeah, just linking the two. Just to, yeah, pulled names out of a hat basically. Um, what else have we got here? Arsenal have made an approach for Luke Shaw. <laughs> Okay. Um, bullshit. Don't want him. That's bullshit, isn't it? Where's that? Is this Metro? Is oh, that's happening for Kalasinac. Yeah, they got a left back. That's someone in the summer. And they're dropping for that like, Maitland Niles. Yeah, who's a midfielder playing left back? Wenger <laughs> is losing it. He's really losing it. Um, what's the rest of it? It's kind of pretty boring, actually. Uh, West Ham are considering an approach for João Mario. Into Milan. I can't see that. Nah. They only signed him for thirty-eight million in the summer. That would that would be odd. Um, and the rest of it are players I've never heard of to clubs I don't care about. So let's. Why has no one signed Stephen and Zonzi yet? <laughs> I thought Everton would have had that done by now. It's the sort of player Arsenal need. Yeah. Tough tackling, rangy midfielder. Powerful centre midfielder. Yeah. Get him in. Stick him next to Mkhitaryan. That's a decent two in midfield. Oh, no, Does no one care about Danny Ings? <laughs> Where is Danny Ings at the moment? Is he still on the medical table? Yeah, in the Liverpool treatment. Liverpool under 23s. <laughs> Getting some football until he's fit. And he's never fit. <laughs> um, anyway, that'll bring an end to our podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter at... Man on the post. You can find everyone else on Twitter. Uh, Colin, you're Cast Seven O Seven. That's correct. Tom is at Tom. No, Tom is at Alano Eleven. I think. No, I don't know. Oh, I'm still trying to get that username. <laughs> what Tom Lana? Yeah. <laughs> Never tweeted that bloke. That's that is awful. The last ten years. That's so annoying. Uh, Matt, I can't remember yours. What's yours? Uh, at Matt Reese, ask Newcastle fans what my Twitter name is. They'll be able to tell you. <laughs> you're a Newcastle fan. Just tweet <laughs> Matt. Yeah. <coughs> and I'm at, at Alan Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Rossbow 1984 is mine. Um, you can, if you get us on iTunes, leave us a five-star rate and review. It's been a while since you've had one. That would be helpful. And if you use Acast to listen to podcasts, then just hit subscribe. It's easy. It drops into your inbox without having to do anything. It downloads it for you, which is very handy. Uh, Mountpost.com is the website. I've started the new Football Manager 18 career as Truro City. Tough going in the Vanarama League uh, South, I think it is. Play a hell of a lot of games every other day, it seems. Is that Wales? No, true, it's Cornwall. <laughs> Basically, Wales is yeah. Western. It's a foreign country. Yeah, it's down there, isn't it? Yeah, they want independence, so they could be their own country soon, anyway. Um, so, yeah, go and read that, manapost.com, and there should hopefully be a, ma- a brand new website coming very soon. Uh, Ryan from Extra Time is working behind the scenes to put a new, new site together for us. Uh, anything else? Any other business, gents? Are we all good? No, uh, just one. No, just one thing from me, Ross. Yo, I've got a hot tip. Okay. All right for the January transfer window. Right. Daniel Sturridge to West Ham. It's happening. <laughs> now I know you've made that up, but that is not unbelievable, really. No, well the thing is, I mean, unlike some of you, I live in a beautiful part of the country, Essex, <laughs> and um, obviously the the locals here they they. Love a bit of West Ham. Um, who yeah. wouldn't? No. And uh, yeah, I, I think Daniel's on his way here to uh, play his few games and then get injured. So <laughs> sounds like a West Ham signing. Hey, head heads up there, right? Hot tip. Definitely sounds like a West Ham signing. An injury prone centre forward. Anyway, that's all from us. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Tom. Bye. Goodbye from the ghost of Adam. Goodbye from Matt. Take care. <laughs> and goodbye for coming. Goodbye. And until next week, always remember to have your man on the post. Oh, 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 oh.